Hello, I am Investigator NZ Zero. Welcome to your podcast Latin Macabre Stories and more. Remember to read the warning notice in the description before listening. If you are new, pause, read, and continue. I invite you to follow us on YouTube. Thank you for following us, commenting and liking us here YouTube. Listen and visualize the following in your mind. Shared by the pseudonym Perico Orta. Adaptation narrated by Eduardo Linen. Nowell. Sheltered by the stars and in the light of a campfire, we were five friends talking about trivial things. The pasture where we did the work was completely calm and you could only hear the murmur of the wind and the singing of the crickets. We had finished the day at one of the many rancherias in Temporal, Veracruz, Mexico. As was customary, whenever we finished the work we would start to talk and play baraja in these directions, since at that time those were our distractions. The clock struck midnight, and it was very hot. The sky was clear and we decided to head to a nearby dam and take a dip to cool off. I was a very cautious man. I always carried a 22 caliber marlin and it was common for me to have it loaded with very special bullets. Belief in witches and nawals was very marked in these rural communities. My grandfather and my father always lived at dawn and were prepared for any encounter with any of these beings. It had been instilled in me since I was a child to have respect and be prepared for any threat. For that reason, they taught me the secret of how to cure weapons and bullets, and thus be able to kill the Nawals and drive the witches back. Healing ammunition is very simple, but it had to be done with special attention and with the right elements for it to work. I had the habit of loading my rifle with three rounds of bullets without curing a special one, and so on until the magazine was full so that I could kill any supernatural being that would come our way. He only needed one bullet. My friends always made fun of me for telling the stories that my grandfather told my father, and then he told me. And whenever we went to the dam or walked along the roads, they told me in a mocking tone, come on, bring your rifle, so we don't get an owl. I ignored his comments. I already knew how mocking my friends were, but that night I felt something special in the atmosphere, like a presentiment. It was early morning and after bathing in the dam, we returned to a galley that served as shelter for the night. We slept there. We had dry battery lamps to light us at night. I settled down, like the others, on the beds we had to rest on and we began to fall asleep. Suddenly I heard the murmur of someone talking to me. They were my companions nicknamed the Smith and the Black. Then I have to get up and get a lamp and I see them in the distance, making signs to me, pointing me out of the gallery where there was a tree line, and something that looked like an animal was standing next to them. I got up to get better light and see what it was about. At first I thought it was a hare, but I was extremely disconcerted when I saw an animal of unusual size. His ears were enormous, so much so that they dragged on the floor. I felt a little afraid and decided to return to the galley. My friends were there, waiting for me, attentive and with the curiosity on their faces that that animal normalizes. There's something strange about him. It's something bad that wants to scare us away from sleep. Better let him go on his way and he won't bother us. I told. And I got ready to go to bed. 
When they noticed my reaction and with a mocking tone they told me, there it is. No, that many healed shots. My pride hurt, angry. I get up and take my rifle, ready to end the life of that thing just to show them that it was not a story. I looked for what was hovering there like the good hunter that he was. He always aimed at the animals' heads to finish them off quickly so they wouldn't suffer so much. When I see that, I was still in the same place. I aim for the head and when I want to release the shot it doesn't come out. Short cartridge again and without casing. The rifle. For some reason, the gun that had never failed me now did not fire and every time I cut the cartridge the bullets came out intact and that thing was still there staring at us and as if mocking me and my failed attempts to shoot it with the last bullet I had in it. The charger. I pointed at his chest. This time I, per sign, made the figure of the cross on my face. And finally the bullet was fired, hitting it. When the animal hears the explosion, it jumps frightened and runs through the pasture that was made of grass and pangola, so we could see it moving quickly. At that moment we all went out in search of that, and clearly heard horse hooves running across the pasture. We saw that he entered a gastadero where there was a tree line, panting and almost out of breath. We all arrived at the place together. Strangely, where had he gone? It was a place that was part of many local legends where they said that witches and Nawalis met. On certain days of the month to transform or dismember the children that had previously been stolen and devour them. It was a cursed place and we approached with caution and some fear, lighting up the trees. We didn't want to enter it. We decided to surround the place to get a better look and suddenly a piercing howl made us all alert. All the lamps began to flicker until they finally went out, leaving us in complete darkness illuminated only by the brightness of the stars. That was too much and fear made us retreat before running away we heard a guttural and chilling voice that made our skin crawl and our hair stand on end. That voice said, you bastards, I'm going to fuck you, with the courage I had left. I reloaded the rifle and rested it in my hand. I gathered courage and responded to that sinister voice, you come out here, I have more to give you in the mother. Saying this, I pointed towards the bushes and emptied the magazine, firing without rhyme or reason. Suddenly we heard a scream and a moan that made us tremble, and we felt like we were in our heads. A great sound coming from that thing hidden among the trees. There was a dead silence alerting my friends. I told them that we walked backwards and that under no circumstances should we turn our backs on those trees. We retreated about 200 meters without stopping to look ahead. Once we lost sight of what a place, we ran in terror until we reached the galley. I felt at that moment that we had run a lot. So it was. We were very far away, we realized until we arrived at that place. When we arrived, three of my companions had urinated on themselves out of fear. Another was crying, scared, in disbelief for having seen and heard that. I was alert and gripped my rifle tightly. My hands were shaking. That night no one could sleep. We were too scared. The next morning we decided to go to the grove to investigate what had happened. But first we went to Dona Mari's store, near the pasture, and in a hamlet where most of the day laborers lived. There they brought us soft drinks and snacks. 
We shouted for them to help us and suddenly the lady came out from behind with a strange gesture. They already knew that Juancho committed suicide by taking pesticide, she told us with an anguished face, surprised by the news and still with the scare from last night. We couldn't believe that. Our thoughts were interrupted by the lady's husband, who made an even more chilling statement that left us all frozen. The husband said, That bastard didn't kill himself, Maria. They found him in a wooded area, naked and shot in the belly. It's all flowery. The strangest thing is the wound. It was rotten and the hole was very big. He already got rid of his walk and ran into someone who wasn't afraid of him. Stunned at what she said, we all looked at each other without saying a word. We decided to go see. In fact, there was a trail of blood that reached that wooded area where we had all been scared the night before with an oath of silence. We all agreed not to say anything about what had happened. However, since that day, I have lived tormented by the guilt and uncertainty of having killed something, which was a strange animal, because for me and those who were there, it was there. Every day I ask God to forgive me, because he knows well that what I killed was an animal. I wish this hadn't happened and unfortunately it was my turn. Now I can say with certainty that what I killed was actually a gnawal. Follow us, subscribe and share on YouTube. This helps me continue with this project. Give your opinion. In the description you will find the emails to send your stories in case you like to share them. I appreciate your preference. Until the next episode, Latin Macabre stories and more.